like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Primal Piggy here. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. How do gender identity and BDSM collide? And does one influence the other? Obviously, we know that all dominants are not male and all submissives are not female. But could our BDSM identities influence our gender identity? And could our gender identity influence our BDSM identity? Let's look at a few... uh, things to consider when answering these kinds of questions. First off, gender is a general term. It's not necessarily about the genitals between your legs. But to describe a gendered identity in society, depending on the society and culture, it's important to make the distinction because many people think of a male-female dichotomy And expect that it's universal that all cultures see the same meaning in what it means to be one or the other. And that leaves out a spectrum of identities and therefore also a spectrum of different meanings. The concept and response to any perception of gender is socially and culturally constructed. Let me repeat that because that's really important to know when we're talking about gender and gender identity. The concept and the response to any perception of gender is socially and culturally constructed. In many classic mythologies, for example, being both gendered male and female was seen as highly reputable and powerful. Gender identity, however, is probably best defined as one's sense of oneself as male, female, or transgender. That definition, it comes from the American Psychological Association, and it was formulated in 2006. When one's gender identity and biological sex are not congruent, the individual may identify as transsexual or a more common term, transgender. So gender identity can be thought of as a negotiation process of one's self with one's societal and cultural environment. It's a process of exploration, uh, experimentation, and acceptance, both internally and externally. In other words, I may be a male, but my gender could be fluid as both feminine and masculine. My sexuality may be heterosexual or homosexual, asexual, demisexual, but my gender can be strong feminist or soft masculine. And the thing with gender identity is that it's not only subjective to the individual and his societal background and upbringing, 
it's also still somewhat fluid. We're very influenced by our childhood and societal teachings early in our life. But as we gain experiences, experiment and explore, we discover things about ourselves or discover the freedom of being able to express things about ourselves that we previously felt unable to. In, ag- in addition, gender expression may be considered as a way in which a person acts to communicate gender within a given culture. For example, in terms of clothing, communication, patterns, and interests. A person's gender expression may or may not be consistent with socially prescribed gender roles and may not reflect his or her gender identity or their gender identity. Let me add that pronoun. And that comes also from the American Psychological Association, 2008, uh, except for my additional pronoun that I added into the mix. In simple words, gender identity is who we believe we are internally, and gender expression is how we decide to express ourselves outwardly. Again, this is an important point, so I'm definitely going to repeat that. In simple words, gender identity is who we believe we are internally, and gender expression is how we decide to express ourselves outwardly. It's that interplay of gender identity and gender expression that we use to negotiate our gender identity within the society that we live in. And it can be different for different people that live in different uh, cultures and different parts of the world, uh, people from different ethnicities. It can just be different for each each individual person. There's a lot of context that goes into our expressions of or our feelings of gender identity and our expressions of gender expression. Your gender identity and sexuality is part of you and it is part of your power exchange dynamic. If you're a strong female, you may take on the role of being a powerful dominatrix or dame. And if you're a soft male, you may find the role of being a cuckold or a pet satisfying, or sorry, the kink of that. There's a lot of fluidity here. And as we journey and explore further into BDSM, we discover more and more about ourselves. Many people change uh, the identity they feel most comfortable with or sacrifice for their owner or master. We're all in the best position to understand our own gender identity and our own struggles and negotiation within our societal gender norms. Everyone has some degree of autonomy in deciding who they want to become or who they naturally are. Gender identity is part of who we are, and our dominance and submission is also part of who we are. So it's possible that our style of dominance or submission may affect our gender identity and vice versa. You may enter an identity of owner and find that it feels right and find that you become more masculine than you were, or you may enter the identity of a submissive. And that may lead you to feeling more feminine. 
perhaps? What leads you to wanting to try to wear a bra? Uh, or perhaps that experience is satisfying and, and feeling of submission is satisfying and you want to try being a male. So maybe you want to be a sissy. Maybe you want to uh, be mask. It's up to you. Now, please excuse the gendered terms that I used. I, I don't mean to imply that feeling masculine is dominant or feeling feminine is submissive. We all know that that's not true. But what we're trying to say with that example is that gender identity doesn't just leak into our style of dominance or submission. It's part of it. We're all constantly negotiating our gender identity within our societal norms and with our own desires and our own self-constraints. No, no rules are imposed on the way we decide on the outcome. That's not to say that the outcome is of no importance or that it will not influence or be influenced by our relationships, um, especially relationships with like family, um, with uh, maybe religious leaders or people that we've looked up to, mentors, teachers, um, uh, lawmakers in the area of the world where we live. The things, though, that we decide in one aspect of our identity will affect things in other aspects of our identity. That's how we grow and find our own uniqueness in the world. We definitely want you to explore your uniqueness and explore your identity within BDSM and just in general, your whole identity and expression. When people are free, at least within themselves, then they are free to live without guilt and shame. They're free to explore the, the things that they feel good about themselves and the things they feel bad about themselves. And ultimately, it makes us, as humans, it makes us better people in this world. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast where we talked about gender identity, gender expression, and how that um, integrates and affects and influences our BDSM identities. You can reach us and get in contact with us and connect with us and connect with all of the different resources that we have available. Uh, they're all free and they're all available at www.bdsmunited.com. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. It, it was really an uplifting topic and something that we thought was really important to even discuss. You won't oftentimes find every podcast talking about the things that we talk about. That's okay. We're our own unique niche and we're okay with that. We don't, uh, we don't mind that we bring a little bit of uniqueness to this space. See what I did there? <laughs> Pun intended. Um, it was a joy speaking with you today, and we'll uh, speak with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service 
That is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.